Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. And thank you for joining me. I I, I can't stress that enough. I want to thank you, the listener, my ride-or-die crew, for just taking a part of your day and saying, you know what, I never miss these shows. It's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I hope that you check out all of our podcasts. Dave Schofield had a great stat geek. Um, He even gave me a gift. I mean, my gosh, can you imagine... That guy gave me a gift for covering for his stack geek last week. He's such a generous guy. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, the gift was correcting me on his own podcast. I've, man, I am so thankful to have that guy in my life. Big thanks to Dave for correcting me on third downs. But you know what, Dave? I'm still expecting 50%. I don't care what you say. So there you go. That's my gift for me to you on this Friday podcast. I hope you're seriously checking out all of our podcasts. Uh, I know that some of you, and I even know that some of our podcasts, because I listen to them all, have been kind of negative, been kind of down in the dumps. I hope that you give the Steelers preview an opportunity if you've never listened to it before. That's myself, Brian Davis, and Dave Schofield. Uh, we're, We're just... We had some fun. We had some fun last night, and we decided to kind of – we're covering the news, and we're talking about things that are important, but we, we just kind of went off the cuff, and we were talking about some fun stuff. For those of you that have listened for a long time, it was more of like the the after party, which uh, was something we used to do back in the day that we really haven't done in a while. So if you're just looking for some Steelers fun, check that out. But I'm in a good mood. I really am. I, I, I can't tell you enough – 
what Tuesday did for my mental psyche. It was it was just like a sh- it was a shock to the system. It was really just I, I didn't even know what to say. I'm not down on the dumps like everyone's like, oh, Matt Canada didn't get fired. I told you Matt Canada wasn't going to get fired. I mean, if you listen to me and you, and you take for what take me at more than just face value, but what you believe what I say, I kind of predicted that they weren't going to fire this guy in the middle of the season. So Matt Canada's still there. And we're going to talk about accountability in this podcast. But right now, what's going on with the fan base is that everyone, I mean, it's kind of like the fallout from the trades, whether it's the acquisition of William Jackson III or trading Chase Claypool to the, the Bears. We talked about that a lot on Wednesday, so make sure you go back and check that one out to get my thoughts on why I like those trades. But I, I just don't understand the overall fallout, or not the fallout, but the narratives about some of these fans that are just kind of down in the dumps. Now, the team sucks. They're awful right now. That Yeah, you can be down for that. But to be negative and down because they they got rid of Chase Claypool, I, I don't get it. I really don't. Like, What do you want? What do you want from this team? So you want the team to be a really good team. You want them to contend for a Super Bowl every year. You want them to add to the trophy case. Guess what? So do I. And so does everyone else listening to this podcast. But what do you want? Ah, oh, did you want them to be... Buyers this year at two and six, at two and six heading into the bye week. Did you really want this team to trade away valuable capital, draft capital, to pick up players for this season? Really? No, no. Come on, you can't say yes. You anyone with a? I, I guess. In, let me let me step back because I'm gonna get in, getting going here. To me, anyone with a logical brain would never say yes to that question. You might say they want you wanted them to stay put, and that's fine. Because some people would say, "Well, I feel like some of the players coming back off of IR, whether it's Demonte KZ, we know TJ Watt, them getting healthy in that area will help this team and down the road." I'm not suggesting at all, in any stretch of the imagination, that I want this team to tank. No, I want them to win. I do. I want them to go out and, and I, I feel that it's necessary, especially offensively, for that unit to to see success to put up points, to win football games. Like, they're really young. That's really important. But you can't pass up this trade with Claypool. Mike Tomlin said it when he spoke with the media briefly after practice on, I guess it was Wednesday. He said, look, we just couldn't pass it up. They, they value that second-round pick. Of course you value that second-round pick. You're 2-6. and six. You're looking at your roster, which has really big holes in it. And you say, how are we going to rebuild this thing while still trying to win this year? Well, what you have to do is you have to get draft capital. It's a rebuild, people. Just embrace it. I wrote an article for the website last week, and it's my, I think it's, I think I call it after further review, something like that. I don't know. Anyways, I wrote it and it said, it's time for fans to embrace the suck. And that, that's a military slogan, you know, embrace the suck. It's going to suck, so you might as well just embrace it. This team is not good. And if they're not going to be good, then you might as well say, okay, we're still going to try to win this year. Absolutely, they're going to try to win this year. It's what the coaches and players are paid to do. But at the same time, what if we can also, without really hurting our team this year, what if we can still benefit in the draft next year with a trade like a Chase Claypool to the Bears for a second-round draft pick, which could be a really high draft pick? So it's a rebuild. I two, two to three years, you've heard me say it so much. This definitely helps. I just don't know what some of these fans want. 
Oh, but it's not helping this year. Okay. I feel like Miles Boykin can do what Chase Claypool did, and what he can't do, Steven Sims can do. And you use Pat Fryermuth more, and you get George Pickens more experience. He's forced to run more of the route tree. He's forced forced to learn more of the playbook. Hey, accelerate the process. That's fine with me. It's fine with me. But if, other than the fallout and the overall negative Nancy attitude about these trades, the one thing that's been constant with the fan base is the word accountability. Accountability. Who's being held accountable? Art Rudy the second. He's held accountable. Who's holding him? Well, no one's holding him accountable. The guy owns the freaking team. It's his job to hold other people accountable. It's it's, it's oh my gosh, anyone that's ever worked for a company, it doesn't matter what company, you have the owner, and then it trickles down from there all the way down to the little peon. So when you think about this team, everyone talks about accountability. But what does accountability look like for the 2022 Steelers? Like That's what we're talking about today. What does it even look like? I just want to say that what fans think it looks like is not really what it looks like. Let's define accountability. The definition of accountability is the fact or condition of being accountable or responsibility because that's what it's coming down to. They want someone to be held responsible for this. That's what they want. The team's two and six. They're awful. It's difficult to watch. And it just looks like they're going in the wrong direction. Who's responsible? This is when it's kind of like this groupthink mentality where you want to get all the pitchforks and all the torches. You want to storm the castle when you want to point fingers. You're to blame. You. That's what they want. That's what they want, whether it's Matt Canada, whether it's Kenny Pickett, whether it's Mike Tomlin, whether it's Art Rooney II. It could be a myriad of people. Everybody wants someone to be responsible. Everybody wants to blame someone. They want to point that finger and say, it's your fault. It's not always just one person's fault. That's the thing. I mean, what does this even look like in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022? What does accountability or holding someone responsible, what does it look like? Well, let's try to figure this out. Let's talk about the players first. So what would holding a player accountable or responsible, what would that look like? So it could be a demotion. You get benched. Like That could be one thing. That is if you feel like there's someone that is on said bench that is willing or worthy of being promoted. Keep that in mind. You only have 53 players to choose from. It could be reprimanded. We don't always know what that is. You know, if there's someone that's not practicing well, are they getting fined? Are they being late? We don't always hear those stories. Sometimes they get leaked. Sometimes they don't. We don't always hear that. It could be that someone could be cut, released, or traded. I'm not here to say that Chase Claypool was traded because he was not, or he was being held accountable or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Not at all. Or you could have someone, Mike Tomlin is a master at this, use the public forum of the media to get his point across. And that would be when Mike Tomlin always seems to just, you know, just slide into these uh, comments with the media where he just throws out there, oh, by the way, this player, yeah, he needs to get his head on straight or something like that. Those are some of the ways that players could be held accountable. That's not good enough for some people. Let's talk about coaches, though. Let's go to the coaches. Because the owners, they're the owners. They're they're the top of the food chain. The coach could be fired. 
You saw this last week. The Indianapolis Colts fired their offensive coordinator. The Detroit Lions fired their defensive backs coach. Some of these people are scapegoats. Things aren't going well. You, you got to do something, and so they're going to just pick one and say, yeah, I'm sorry, the, our past defense stinks, so we're going to fire the defensive backs coach. That's going to fix it. We're going to fire you, and yeah, there you go. We did something, right? Because that's what I feel like sometimes is what it what it turns out to be, but we'll get to that. You, someone could have their duties stripped of them. So you've heard before where so-and-so coach is going to start calling the plays in week 16, or so-and-so is taking over run game responsibilities. And so you, that's that could be one way. Again, that could be happening in Pittsburgh, and we just don't know because it's never been made public. Matt Canada kind of alluded to the fact that a lot of coaches help in a lot of different ways. It kind of makes me feel like the Steelers actually take a lot of this approach. He said there's coaches that deal with red zone, coaches that deal with the run game. Who knows how they divvy up that type of responsibility. And then, again, there could be the public comment. There could be the public the tarring and feathering of somebody through the, through the media, which has happened before. But what does this do? Well, what does all this point to? Whether you're talking about players, whether you're talking about coaches, it all points to one outcome that people want. And it's actually not to point the finger. It's not to scream and yell at that one person. It's just about change. They want to see change. And I've talked about this on other podcasts before. And I've said before, Change just to change is not the ticket to success. You may think it is, but it's not necessarily what's going to help this team win more football games, which is what we all care about. What people see is that what's going on, it's not working. Whatever it is, it's not working. So, change. That's the natural conclusion, right? Hey, this guy's not playing well. Why don't we play this guy? problem is is that that other guy like I mentioned when you say you want to demote somebody the guy in waiting is not always even close to ready or of the same caliber of the other player yes there have been situations and circumstances where a player from the bench has come on and they've played well and they've actually turned some heads and turned them turn their careers into one that they are a starter that doesn't always happen though that doesn't always happen so you can't cut all the players. All right, that, let's get that let's make that very clear. I mean, I think sometimes people are just emotional, and I get it. Najee Harris dancing around doesn't get the first down. Cut the guy. Like that's kind of like the the reaction. Just cut him. Ah, just cut that guy. He's he's a bum. He stinks. Get rid of him. Cut him. Okay, that's just your reaction. I don't I don't think that most people that say that in the heat of the moment actually believe that. They might just that just might be their gut instinct is to just say that but you know I, I I don't know I don't know we'll see but still you can't cut all the players you also can't fire all the coaches you know, just on Wednesday during my mailbag segment had a couple people saying about oh you know they, they don't believe that Tomlin's the guy and that's fine you you can believe that Tomlin's not the guy they should fire him fire Canada fire Terrell Austin who is going to coach this team if if Art Rooney II, because of a two and six start, goes down during the bye week and says, Tom, Mike, we need to talk. I need you to see you in my office. So Mike walks in, he closes the door. Mike, I gotta be honest, 
Very disappointed with the team right now. I don't think we're headed in the right direction. I'm going to have to make a change or fired. Mike Tom would say, excuse me? You heard me, Mike. Collect your stuff. We'll put out a press release. Hey, and on your way out, could you send Matt Canada in? So Matt Canada comes in. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Look, the offense is in literal dumpster fire right now. Uh, you haven't really proven the ability to help grow a young quarterback like Kenny Pickett. Uh, you haven't been able to put your offense in a position to score points. And um, it's it's time we make a change. Uh, you're fired. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Matt. Um, could you do me a favor on your way out? Could you send Terrell Austin in? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so here comes Terrell Austin. Terrell. Yeah, the, yeah, I know. Tough, tough going so far this year, right? I mean, haven't been able to get to the quarterback. Your predecessor did that pretty well. Um, yeah, I know TJ Watts hurt. I, that's a big deal. I know. And I know you've dealt with a lot of injuries in that secondary. I mean, shoot, we all remember the game when Josh Jackson started. Yeah. The James Pierre was pretty funny. Hey, but Hey, we thought about it long and hard, or should I say, I thought about it and I'm going to have to let you go. I'm sorry. What? What'd you say, Mr. Rooney? Yeah. You're fired. So then our Rooney's sitting there. He has no head coach. He has no, no coordinators. Okay. Brian Flores, you're the guy. Hey, Brian, we're going to promote you to interim head coach. You do a good job. You'll be the head coach next year. Uh, you need two coordinators. They have no one on staff to call the plays. Who would call the D? I, I just hope people understand. Like, that was all out of humor, that whole scenario there. It just doesn't happen that way. If you're going to make coaching changes, you don't do it in the middle of the season. Has it happened before? Yes. Have people seen success after doing that? Yes. You look at the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl. They Cam Cameron gets fired. They bring in another guy, and he ends up really tailoring an offense that fits, and, and they end up winning it all. I get it. That's happened before. It's not the norm, though. Like, it really isn't. I hope people realize that. So everyone wants the accountability factor. Unfortunately, we, the fans, are not going to be privy to a lot of that stuff. But think about what they've done so far this year. Oh, Montrevious Adams. He's your starting nose tackle now. We're holding someone accountable. B.S. Tyson Alualu still plays more snaps than Montrevious Adams. I mean, that's that's honestly the way it goes. Oh, we're, we're starting to pump up so-and-so because he needs Jalen Warren. He's going to start seeing more snaps. Najee Harris is still going to see the, the majority of, of reps. He is. It's just the way it works. You may not like it, but that's the way it works. The guy's a first-round draft pick. This is one of the most difficult aspects of being a fan is that we, as fans, we have no say in this at all. So it's literally us watching, hoping, believing that what's going on behind those closed doors is what we would want done with our favorite football team. And it's not always the case. It is not always the case. People want accountability. So do I. But you also have to be realistic into how that accountability comes into play responsible who's responsible those parties will be held responsible soon enough in season is not necessarily the way it works you can't completely alter an entire team you only have 53 players so sometimes you have to swallow your pride and you might want to fire Matt Canada at the bye but you realize it's not what's best for the team and you might want to make changes on the roster but you know it's not going to help you at all it's not going to help you win games so therefore you have to suck it up Swallow your pride, and you got to deal with it. I'm not saying I like it. That's just the reality of the situation. All right, so there is no DraftKings Sportsbook Parlay this week. So just like the team, I can't lose this week, so that's great. It'll be back next week. I know that I didn't do DEFCON this week. I didn't do the rookie recap. I'm literally just removing myself from that for the week. 
We will be back into it next week as we get ready for the New Orleans Saints. One thing that's still going to come back in the second half of the show, Jeremy Jerome Betts will be joining me. And at the very end of the show will be the heart to heart that never ends on Friday. So make sure you stay tuned to the end. We'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That means it's time for Jeremy Jerome Betts for the All Bets Are Off segment. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going? Going good. Perfect time for a bye week, Jeff. I think, uh, you know, with the schedule of how things went, Steelers had the hardest schedule in the NFL through the first eight weeks, and now it eases up a little bit. So the bye week came at a perfect time, and I also think for the trade deadline being right during the uh, beginning portion of the bye week, Really good for the Steelers and uh, really good for us. We get a little bit of a break as well, I think. So, yeah, we, we get a little bit of a break from the, I don't know, just the negativity of the team not being good. I, I've been rejuvenated this week. I'm yeah. sure that you listened to my Let's Ride podcast on Wednesday. Like, I was pumped. I mean, I, yeah. it was something positive, in my opinion, that hasn't, I mean, let's be honest, there's not been a lot to celebrate this year for the Steelers. And getting a second round pick for Chase Claypool, in my opinion, was something to celebrate. Do you echo that sentiment or do you think differently? No, I do. Uh, I think when you consider where the wide receiver market has, has gone even since the Antonio Brown trade in what, 2019, 2018, 2019, um, you know, a third and a fifth for, (laughs) for our boy AB. And then you get a second for Chase Claypool who has really not (laughs) done that much. When you compare uh, it's quite uh, incredible. Um, But Kudos to Omar Khan for maximum value out of a player that just wasn't quite meshing uh, either in this offense or, you know, his, his skill set just not fully coming together. Well, uh, we may never know, but uh, you know, a really good return. And if you're the Steelers with all the needs that you have and where you sit right now, record wise, and who you got the pick from in the Chicago bears who potentially could end up with top 10 uh, level picks in in the second round as well uh you've got yourself a a good deal yeah i mean if you're the if you're a bears fan i i don't know what they're doing you know you trade roquan smith to the baltimore ravens and when you do so you get a second and a fifth i believe for him 
Yep. And then you trade your a second round pick for Chase Claypool. It just seems like they're, they're like, are you buyers? Are you sellers? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. But uh, hey, the Steelers get a second round pick. And like I said on Wednesday's show, you have to be rooting so hard for every team that plays the Bears yes. for the rest of this season. I mean, Absolutely. you have to like this week. You're a Dolphins fan. You're Huge rooting Dolphins hard fan. for the yeah. Dolphins because you want the Bears to lose. The worse they are, the better that second-round pick is. But I want to ask you a question that's kind of off the beaten path from the trade in and of itself, yeah. and that is the wide receiver depth that the Steelers have. There are some people out there that are mm -hmm. thinking that now the Steelers have to maybe put wide receiver on their uh, draft chart for next year. I am not of that ilk. I'm not. I think that they have some good receivers whether it's Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. Yeah. I like Steven Sims. Let's not forget Anthony Miller, Miles Boykin. Where do you fall on that chart in terms of, do you have wide receiver even on their team needs list? Or do you think if it is, it's you're talking day three, one of their seventh rounders. Yeah. It's way, way down the list. Um, not a high priority position, something they could spend a couple million dollars in free agency in as well and get somebody to fill that fourth spot. But I think you've got, you've got guys that, that fit and, and potentially uh, can be explosive. This opens up the door for Calvin Austin next year to really make a run at that third wide receiver position, that slot wide receiver that we hoped he might be the speedy slot guy. And uh, if that's the case, then I think it's a, it's a win to have wide receiver way up on your priority list. And like you said, Steven Sims, miles Boykin, those guys uh, can do what needs to be done for a third or fourth wide receiver. If George Pickens continues to make the leap throughout this year, and you're like, this is a guy in year two who could be a, a pro bowl level player at wide receiver. And Deontay Johnson kind of falls into that upper echelon wide receiver two range. And then you've got guys like Calvin Austin and Steven Sims competing for wide receiver three. I think you're in good shape, especially considering that you have Pat Fryermuth, who's a very gifted pass catching tight end in the fold as well. Well, let, let's keep rolling with this. Let's talk about this season. Not so much next year. Let's talk about this season. How do you think the absence of chase Claypool will impact the pass catchers that they have on the current roster? I think you're going to see uh, it forces more targets Pickens way, which could be a, a really good thing. Um, I'm not sure how it, uh, it changes things schematic wise, um, if who you look at for replacing that position, because Chase Claypool played primarily in the slot this year, which was something a lot of fans had been clamoring for, especially ones who watched tape of his rookie year where he went off against the Eagles. That was all out of the slot, you know, and and a lot of his big plays uh, came as the big slot guy working out of there. But uh, now he's gone. And so you've got Steven Sims. And there, Miles Boykin is strictly an outside wide receiver in his career. And I think, don't think the Steelers are going to try to force him in the, in the middle. Uh, so, you know, Steven Sims, I, I like to get uh, more work um, underneath, but maybe this helps the Steelers push the ball down the field. And, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson working more of the intermediate and uh, George Pickens working the deep and intermediate portions. I think it could really help, uh, you know, re really help Kenny Pickett potentially to narrow down his focus on a couple guys. But I think for George Pickens specifically, he's going to have to step up uh, because more targets coming his way. I think you can, he's averaging 6.5 targets a game right now. I think you could expect eight or nine at this point. You know, my, my answer to anyone that would ask me like, Hey Jeff, do you think it's going to be worse? And I would say, 
can it get any worse? Right. I mean, let's be honest here, folks. I mean, it's not like Chase Claypool has 600 yards receiving and is putting up AJ Brown type production. He's not, he should, some believe they're the same bodybuild and everything, but no, he's not. And the offense in and of itself is tripping and falling all over their faces. It's not like we have the killer B era where they're almost averaging 30 points a game. They're averaging 15, 15 points a game. I mean, come on people. Like, if anything, they're just seeing what they have now. And right. this is my next question for you. Have you embraced the suck? Have you embraced the rebuild? <laughs> Are you all in on like, hey, this season's going to go how this season goes, but this is a process and this is this is year one in that process. Where is your mindset head right right now in 2022? Yeah, absolutely. I I go into games obviously hoping my team wins, right? We're going to look sure. at the rest of the season here and I'm going to do an article uh later on you know, probably run Saturday or so, uh, just kind of looking at the the remainder of the schedule and, and is there any hope for the Steelers this season? But, you know, they've been just so bad, especially on offense. I don't know what you can do there unless TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, when, when Watt comes back healthy, do what they did in week one and force four or five turnovers a game, you know, and put the offense in prime position for, easy field goals and hopefully easy touchdowns. You know, if that happens, maybe you get a little bit more scoring production, but the offense is what it is this year. I don't think anything changes that. And in that case, you have to embrace it. You know, you have to understand that maybe this season isn't, uh, you know, what we thought it could be potentially with them maybe competing with uh, a lackluster division for the division title. But in any case, you're looking at a team that just isn't very good right now. And now they're, they've recognized it, I think, a little bit as well. That helps me out to, to be like, well, Mike Tomlin's not just sitting there uh, thinking we can win, we can get better with Chase Claypool and George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. He was willing to move him, move Chase Claypool, that is, uh, with an eye to the future a little bit, realizing that maybe don't put all your chips in 2022. Let's put some on in 2023. Yeah, so I talked about it at the beginning of the show when I was talking about how some of these fans are kind of like, uh, you know, down in the dumps over losing Chase Claypool. And I'm like, what? Like, this is to me, it's it's genius. And maybe this is Omar Khan. Maybe this is yeah. Omar Khan going into Mike Tomlin saying, look, we are not getting rid of draft capital. If anything, we're gaining it because yeah. it's what we need. The, the right. disparity, the disparity in, in, in these teams is just so drastic. Look at when they played Buffalo and when yeah. they played Philly. The top yep. two teams, arguably, in the NFL – Tell me there's not a huge talent gap. Right. You can try to win games this year. You should. I'm not suggesting they tank, but my right. gosh, like look at it. It's right in front of your face, people. Like, I don't know. You were going to say something. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, did Omar Khan have? I mean, the, the Packers and the Bears reportedly were were shoving second-round picks in his face for Chase Claypool. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> it for um, a guy who's been a, a – a pro bowl level starter at an unpremium position like wide receiver, you know, that's, and that has not been Jace Claypool. So he walks into Tomlin and says, you're never going to get an offer like this. You better take it while you can. We've got so many other needs, you know, it, it had to be done. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and th- like I said, this week, you know, the bye week, for me, and this is just me individually, this was a this was a boost of positivity for me. Yeah. Like I, I needed this. I got to be honest. On Monday, 
I was dejected. I was down. I was like, I got to talk about this freaking team. I, I, I <laughs> for all for two weeks, I got to talk about this team for two weeks because I did not expect them to make any trades. Sure, I didn't expect them to get a second round pick. And when you bring up Antonio Brown garnering a third and a fifth, yeah. and then he was the best. He was the best receiver in the in the game at that time. Yep. he gets you a third and a fifth, and Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool, who is not even. <laughs> probably in the top 25 wide receivers, if not top 50 gets you a second. That just is mind blowing, but Hey, it is a positivity for me. And I think the Steelers fan, if you embrace it, you will see that too. But, uh, Hey, you ready for some NFL game picks? I'm ready, man. It's a, it's a neat slate this week. Yeah. My picks were actually really good last week. Um, yeah, I I think I did. All right. Um, so I did not, (laughs) (laughs) we've reversed since the beginning of the season. It's been rough. Yeah. Hey, I'm settling in. I'm settling in. All right. Let's start Sunday at one o'clock. The Minnesota Vikings go to the Washington commanders. Minnesota is giving three on the road. What do you think? Um, I like the, I like the Vikings here. Um, They're just the better football team. They're six and one. They're riding high. They just got TJ Hawkinson in a trade, just makes them better on offense. And Darius Smith on defense is playing out of his mind right now. If that defense is good, then the Vikings will keep winning. I think they still do. I agree. Take the Vikings giving three, even though they're on the road. Washington's not that good. A game that'll be very interesting for me, just out of curiosity, is Buffalo Bills going to the New York Jets. Buffalo is giving 11 and a half points. Now, the Jets have struggled a little bit. No Brees Hall. We know that. You got players that are being interviewed in the locker room. They're asking, mm-hmm. do you have a good chemistry with Zach Wilson? He goes, I don't know. I don't get the ball. You have to ask someone yeah. else. <laughs> what do you think about this game in the AFC East? Uh, I think the Bills will continue to make their mark as the best team in the league and cover the points here. The Jets just aren't that good uh, without their stud running back to uh, balance the offense. It's just not enough. I think Buffalo's not just out to win these games. They're out to cover. They're out to yeah. prove a point. Like they, they want to make a statement every time. I like the Bills minus 11 and a half. Let's go Green Bay. They go to Detroit, an NFC North game. We talked about Detroit. They lose their tight end, but gain some draft stock. Green Bay wanted Chase Claypool, didn't get him. Green Bay's giving three and a half on the road. What do you think about this game? I know they've struggled. I just think that running game is, is so good that the Lions' very, very porous defense won't be able to do enough to stop. Possession swings the Packers' way, that dynamic offense. And so I like the Packers here. I like the Packers as well, giving three and a half. I don't like being right along with you all this time. All right, the Carolina Panthers, oh, we're still at one o'clock on Sunday. The Carolina Panthers at two and six are going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are coming off that dud of a loss to the Browns. They're not having Jamar Chase anytime soon, uh, and they're probably not going to have Jamar Chase when they play the Steelers, actually, in a couple weeks. That's a good thing. The Panthers are getting seven and a half on the road. Any way that the Panthers pull off the upset? I think I think so from a, from a point differential. A spread here. I think that they can cover. Um, PJ Walker's been playing good football. That defense has been playing pretty well, keeping the score down low. And I think that the um, the Bengals' issues up front haven't gone away. Even in their winning streak a little bit earlier, they've looked rough up. Just came into play a little bit more with a guy or without a guy in Jamar Chase and can get open real quick. So I like the Panthers. I like the Bengals minus seven and a half. I think they'll get right. I bet they are. They're too talented to have a Jamar chase. One guy being out. It's not. No, I like the Bengals minus seven and a half at home. They'll rebound. I think All right, the Las Vegas Raiders are on the road in Jacksonville. The Raiders are giving one and a half points on the road. What do you think about this game? I'm surprised the Raiders are the favorite actually with 
getting shut out, and then the Jaguars have been much more competitive recently. So I went with the Jaguars. I like them to cover here and probably went out right. Wow, you take on the money line. I'm actually taking the Raiders minus one and a half. I think that they're they still have more players. I, I'm not believer in Trevor Lawrence yet. Um, I think someone said it on one of our might have been your podcast that this is kind of like his rookie year. Um, it, it's just rough for them. I like the Raiders. I think they're more experienced and they'll find a way to win. Let's go to the Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots. The New England Patriots are at home and they're giving five and a half points. How do you see this one shaking out? The Patriots confuse me so much because they're probably getting a quarterback play on par with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. And yet the running game and the the coaching up on the defense is just so much cleaner. Uh, they play so much cleaner as a team and they're winning football games. And I think the Colts have a lot of issues. Sam Ellinger is not the guy right now, at least. So I did you say you like the Colts plus five and a half or the, no, the I like the Okay. All right. Yep. So he says he likes the Patriots minus five. I like the Patriots minus five and a half. Uh, let's go to another AFC East team, the Miami Dolphins, going to the Chicago Bears. Steeler fans should be rooting hard for Miami, as we just said a few minutes ago. Miami's giving four on the road. What do you think? I like the Dolphins. Their offense is going wide receivers are on pace for record setting production. So I like Miami. I like Miami too. I think the two is settling in after that concussion and other concussions, plural, mm-hmm. and they're just so fast. We saw that what, firsthand. I like the Dolphins. About Chicago though, this Justin Fields character is starting to come into his own as far as what he knows he can do. And for fantasy, it's really good, but it's also a lot of fun to watch. He's probably, if not the most athletic quarterback in the league, right up there with Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no, I just hope they lose. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Sunday at one still. The LA Chargers are giving three points on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. I think LA is coming off of their bye week. What do you think here? I like the Falcons. Um, the Chargers are going to probably be without Keenan Allen again and Mike Williams. So they're down to their third and fourth. And the Falcons have been playing inspired football. I like Atlanta. I like the Chargers giving three coming off the bye. I think they'll be able to make it happen. The Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals clash at 405 on Sunday. Seattle's plus two, getting two on the road. What do you think? Um, I'm going with Seattle. I'm surprised they're not the favorite as well, probably because they're on the road, um, but haven't been able to put it together. Seattle's playing really good. Geno Smith is the biggest revelation in football right now. Crazy stuff, but I like the Seattle Seahawks. No one saw Seattle coming, and I'm going to ride that train until they fall off the track. So I'm going to go with Seattle plus two. 425, the L.A. Rams coming off their bye. They are plus three going across the country to play the struggling Tampa Bay Bucks. What do you think about this game? This is like the ultimate rebound game for both teams. <laughs> they yeah. they both need it really, really bad. If they had to – or I'm sorry, I like the, the Rams. If they had to play the 49ers every week, they might go 0-17 but they don't. This is the Buccaneers who have been struggling equally. The Rams defense is still pretty good. I like the Rams. I do too. Like the Rams plus three. This next game is tough. I guess it depends on the health of Ryan Tannehill. I'm not sure what that is, but Kansas city is at home. They're hosting the Tennessee Titans. Kansas city's giving 12 and a half points. Yeah. I I have the, I have the chiefs minus 12 and a half to be honest. What are you sure? Mike Vrabel doesn't lose by a lot very much. I'm going to kind of ride with that and see if uh, Derek Henry can keep it close. Um, and that defense is playing really well right now too. So I'm going to ride with the, with the Titans uh, on such a big spread. 
Is Malik Willis the quarterback? He is he he is on track to play right now because uh Tannehill practiced Wednesday limited and did not practice Thursday. So we'll mm. see uh for Friday. But all right. And a Monday nighter, the game, a game that Pittsburgh fans will be interested in. The Baltimore Ravens go to the New Orleans Saints. Ravens are giving two and a half on the road. What do you think about this one? This one was a struggle for me. Do you believe what the Saints put together last week and shutting out the Raiders? Uh, do you believe in the Ravens being able to put enough offense to be able to beat the Saints team? I don't know. I'm going to ride with the Saints because I'm a Steelers fan. <laughs> so I, I hope the Saints win it outright, um, obviously. But I, I like them to keep it close, too, even if they don't. Two and a half. I like the Ravens minus two and a half on the road. They're just starting to get going. They're, they're just getting going, and they're a good football team. And mm. you, know, you add you add some players. You add a uh, – yeah, a, a Roquan Smith. That's only going to help your cause. So I like the Ravens minus two and a half. All right, Jeremy, good stuff as always. Why don't you tell people where they can find you on social media and what you have going on with the site? Yeah, I talked about um, the article predicting the uh, remaining schedule for the Steelers, taking a look at it game by game and, and the record at the end of the year and what that means moving forward. Um, so you can find that. Uh, and then my power rankings ran again this week. Um, and follow me on Twitter at the bets, 93 T H E B E T Z nine, three, trying to put as much out there as I can during the bye week to stay relevant Steelers wise. And, um, so if you haven't followed me yet, follow me at the bets, 93, it's fantastic content. If I do, what is the, uh, what's the, what's the count up to now on your followers? It's uh, 190. Oh, he's getting close getting to, close to, to 200. 200. Yeah. Yep. So I'm getting of, close to I'm getting close to five thousand. Actually, I'm only like twenty people away from five thousand. So, but I've been doing it for a while. Ooh, it's, yeah, it's, big, big, yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> big things, big things. So, <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Jeremy. Thank you as always. We'll talk next Friday. Have a good one. See ya. All right, a big thank you to Jeremy Jerome Betts for taking the time, even during the bye week, to talk about the football, to give NFL picks, all that fun stuff. I want to do a heart to heart. This one is a this one was interesting for me. So the other day, it was Sunday. It was after the the game against the Eagles, um, helping the kids get to bed and all that stuff. And so I'm sitting there and I have my phone. I'm doing work on the computer, but the phone. I, I just wanted to listen to something. I do this all the time. We'd already done our podcast, and I'd listened to all those. So I I pulled up footballing, footballing. It's foot, b a h l i n. That's the podcast that Ben Roethlisberger actually does every Sunday night. And I started watching and I'm listening to Ben talk and, and he and his boy Spence, they, they were all about, you know, all this stuff, but nonetheless, man, do I miss that guy? And I know that last year and even the year prior, there was a part of me that was kind of looking forward to the Steelers without Ben. Not that I was looking forward to not having success, but you want to, you want to know what's next. I think that's natural. I think that's human nature. And there was a part of me last year where I was like, man, it, 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 it's time. And I've said, you know, when Ben came back to practice, I was like, oh, come on, Ben, just kind of go off into the sunset. He's doing this podcast, and it wasn't horrible. It's not my cup of tea. Like, they're rating beers and stuff. I don't even drink anymore. But still, it's one of those situations where I was watching. I was, he was talking about the game. He was talking about Kenny Pickett. And he was talking about the, the offense and, and all this stuff. He was sharing stories. And I was like, Man, I do miss those years where you just knew that you had a quarterback every single season heading into that season. And that's why I'm so hopeful, fingers crossed, knocking on wood, 
that Kenny Pickett is that next guy for the Steelers because if they can get that, and I'm not saying that he is. I'm hoping that he is. There's a big difference between the two. But I miss Ben. You see it, and you see there's an article on the website. It's going to be out, I think, Friday at 8.15 a.m. So if you haven't checked it out yet, it's by Kyle Kreiss, host of What Yin's Talking About, about the fourth quarter clutch factor. And that was what Ben thrived on for all those years. Kenny Pickett's got to learn how to do that. It's not good when you look at those numbers. I miss Ben. I want to apologize to Ben Roethlisberger for some of the comments I made. Sometimes you just don't know what you have until it's gone. This is definitely one of those situations. I'm not saying that Ben would be better. I'm sure they would have won a couple of those games, but it's got to end at some point. But the way that my feelings were at the end of his career, I wish I would have enjoyed him and the fact that he was still a good quarterback a little bit longer. All right, that does it for me. This weekend, I am off. I'm off. I'm not going to be back until Monday. There's not going to be a winners and losers. Maybe I'll have a Monday morning conversation. I don't know. I got to put out some feelers and calls and texts and see if I can get someone. But nonetheless, if not, I will be back for sure to wrap up a weekend that was in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to get you all caught up, get you ready to go for that week 10 game. In the meantime, you know how to finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy Enjoy the weekend with no Steelers football. Go Steelers. We'll see you on Monday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.